Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Monday, it is July 1st, it is 2019. And we have five baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Going to start off the July month strong. I'm ready for this five-game slate. Interesting slate. Um, I'm riding solo today with only five games. Just figured um, I'd break it down and give everybody who's been helping out um, some time off. And um, we'll be back tomorrow with a two-man podcast. But uh, breaking it down solo here today we do have some interesting pitchers we have some bats that you know are in good spots good weather for hitting so uh ready to get into it before i do that if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com sign up through the roto grinders links um that way you get three months of roto grinders premium for fantasy draft plus you'll get all the cool promos that we run with fantasy draft you'll get access to those so if you haven't already, make sure you check them out. Like I said, it's fantasydraft.com. If you go to the Roto Grinders homepage, right there on the left side, it has site reviews, and you can click through the links. It's very easy to do it that way. They do have a $5,000 home run today, $25 buy-in. You can only enter it six times. Uh, good slate to dip your toes in, and you know you're not playing against 150 teams at a $25 buy-in. So, you know, decent payout structure. First place is going to get 500 bucks. Pays the top 51 spots, so um, definitely an interesting payout structure and um, certainly want to give them <clears throat> some love for bringing the podcast each and every day. We get started with Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, Adberto, Adbert, Alose, Alzole. Um, I just looked this up, too, like not even two minutes before I started recording Against Trevor Williams, it's a nine and a half total. It's a pick 'em game here. Um, Al Zole, you know, is the guy we're going to talk about first with this game being in Pittsburgh. We don't have a lot of pitching options today. You know, when we look at it, he's certainly cheap enough that, you know, he makes a lot of sense um, going up against Pittsburgh. The only thing that's not going good for him here is this team just doesn't strike out that much. So obviously that hurts his upside a little bit. Um, they're decent against curveballs, but their average hit distances against curveballs are not great. And he does have a good curveball. Watch some of that Atlanta start last time out. So he does have a good curveball. Um, you know, like he's 6,400. He's just so cheap that he makes, makes a lot of things work here. So he's certainly a guy that we're considering playing here just because of how cheap he is, um, in Pittsburgh. Don't think he's going to necessarily get blown up. Um, I honestly, I'd be pretty happy with like 15 fantasy points from him today, just because there's just not a ton of options on this slate. We go to the other side of this game and Trevor Williams, you know, he's not been terrible this season. 309 Woba to righties, uh, 332 Woba to lefties strikeout rate against lefties has been not there whatsoever. Hasn't been able to really strike out lefties, but he has been able to strike out righties at about a 23% clip. And he's done a really good job of, you know, getting soft contact against righties. Only a 15% hard to soft contact ratio against righties this season. Um, so we're looking into it a little bit here. Um, we can see that he's generating some good soft contact with 
his downward fastball. Um, so that's always good. Sliders generating some, you know, decent soft contact. So um, do not hate him, but I don't, I don't really love this spot. I, I think that it's a tough spot for him. You know, Schwarber, Rizzo, Hayward gives their, there's only three lefties in here, but still only five righties. I just don't see myself using Williams today. Um, it's actually pretty good hitting conditions in Pittsburgh today. So for me, I'm probably going to stay away from Williams, but he is a guy that's going to be pretty contrarian on this slate just because we don't have a ton of options. So I don't hate it on that aspect for tournaments. Um, as far as the bats go here, I don't think I necessarily want to stack the Cubs. I hate stacking in Pittsburgh. I do, Like I said, it, nine and a half total, good hitting weather. Um, Schwarber certainly stands out. We know Schwarber's a big time strikeout guy and he's facing a guy with a 13 and a half percent K rate. So obviously he stands out to me here, um, as a nice value play. I don't mind Rizzo. Um, don't mind Hayward, you know, just because of the low strikeout rate for Williams, um, against lefties this season. So if I'm looking at some bats, I think those guys are interesting. Uh, Schwarber being 3,900 is a really good value play. Um, so I cer certainly like that. Um, I don't mind if you're wanting to stack it. Maybe Chris Bryant, Baez, Contreras. Um, I don't mind maybe potentially throwing in some of those righties there. But I, I like I like the lefties um, more than I like the righties here. So there is that. Uh, the other side here, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, you know, I don't love this spot for the righties. Um, I, I honestly do think you could get some exposure to Bell. You know, it's a five-game slate, and he's a guy that has double-dong upside. So just playing just the talent of Josh Bell on the slate is certainly worth looking at. He's one of the highest-priced guys on the slate, which makes a ton of sense. Um, so, you know, I think you can take a shot on him. I don't hate uh, Colin Moran. I love Colin Moran's power. Um, he's a guy that started the season really slow, but his power has certainly, you know, come alive a little bit there. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, Dickerson, you know, you could play that three, le three left-handed combo there with Bell, Moran, Dickerson, um, Frazier, he doesn't strike out very often, but he doesn't sh have a ton of upside either. His power numbers are really limited, more of a ground ball hitter. Um, so I, I don't necessarily want to pull the trigger on that. So I think that, you know, looking at these lefties, even though from what we've seen so far from Al, Al Zole, um, has been he's been a little bit better against lefties i think we're gonna see those numbers start to neutralize a little bit we see a 39 almost a 39 percent strikeout rate against righties generating a ton of soft contact to both sides of the plate with that curveball so um one of the reasons that i like him here baltimore at tampa um seeing a couple different potential starting pitchers here for baltimore um i honestly don't think they know who they're gonna start yet so um so that's always it's always tough, but it sounds like it's going to be Tom Eshman Eshman, um, and then he's going to be facing Steinek, who's going to open for Yarbrough. Yarbrough is going to be the relief guy here. Um, Eshman, um, he's not on any sites from what I saw. Um, I didn't see him on Fanduel or DraftKings. I didn't look on Yahoo. I can't play on Yahoo being in Florida, so. Didn't really get a look at him over there, but he's not a really big strikeout guy in the minors. Um, you know, even this season, a 22.6% K rate, which is the highest he's had since high A ball. Um, 
doesn't project to be a really big strikeout guy. Doesn't project to be overpowering. Does project to give up some home runs. So I don't think this is a spot that I would play him, um, even if he was on the sites. And I, you know, definitely like some of these Tampa bats, um, even in Tampa. You know, going to the other side. Obviously, not playing. I'm not playing Steinek here. Um, Yarbrough is a little interesting. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, um, especially against left-handed pitching as well. So he's a little interesting here. He's 6,500. It just really depends on what we're going to get as far as how many innings and how many pitches he's going to throw here. Um, you know, obviously that's always the thing that's concerning when you're playing one of these long reliefers. Sometimes he goes 90, sometimes he goes 40. So on a five game slate, um, I certainly don't mind taking a shot or two here just because like I said, there are um, strikeouts in this lineup. So you know, we have a couple guys at the top and we have a couple guys at the bottom. Um, nothing's perfect on the bottom end of this. So the fact that they should roll out a pretty right-handed heavy lineup, um, Yarbrough has a 265 Woba, 125 ISO um, against right-handed bats this season. He's done a great job of keeping the ball on the ground, not walking people. So he's going to attack these guys. Like I said, it's just more of how deep they're going to let him go here. And, um, you know, pitching at home is always a plus here. So don't mind Yarbrough on the smaller five-game slate. As far as the Baltimore bats go, it's really the same right-handed bats all the time against left-handed pitching. The bottom of this order is terrible. I don't ever hate playing Mancini, Severino, Nunez, or Alberto. Um, those guys are always solid. Alberto doesn't have the upside like the other guys do. He, he just doesn't strike out. But Mancini, Severino, Nunez all have ISOs over 260 against left-handed pitching this season. So... Any of those three guys probably would play them more as one-offs in this spot than I would play them as a stack. You know, especially because their first at-bats is likely going to be against a righty. Um, so you're losing one of those at-bats. And then, like, if they don't let him go too deep, maybe only, they only get one at-bat against the lefty. So for me, I don't mind playing those guys as one-offs, but um, they're definitely not safe by any means either. So... What we're talking about here on the Tampa side of things, you know, Eshman, Elshman, um, he's a guy that doesn't project as a overpowering guy. So I don't mind, you know, playing the Rays here. Don't expect this total to push like what Texas and Cincinnati is going to push. Um, th those two games are like in really, really good hitting conditions, uh, good hitters, ballparks. The pitchers in those games aren't like the greatest pitchers in the world. So I don't mind getting exposure to Tampa here. I like the lefties um, more than I like the righties in this spot. But I don't hate the righties. I don't hate Fam. I don't hate Diaz. Um, you know, if you can find them cheap, like Diaz is 4,300. His price is pretty, you know, can, you know, pretty cheap. Uh, Fam is 4,300. Meadows is 46. Like, you can make a Tampa stack and have decent pitching here. Um, so I, I certainly don't mind looking at some of these Tampa bats. Um, like I said, I really do like the pricing on these guys, actually. Uh, we got the Brew Crew um, going into Cincinnati. It's a 10 total. Hauser against Male. Um, it's kind of a pick'em game here. Don't really expect 
um house to pitch too deep here you know he threw 64 pitches his last time out um he only went two innings there was struggling big time with command walking a lot of people don't expect him to really throw more than like 70 pitches in this spot um maybe they let him go a little bit deeper but i don't think that this is a guy they they want going too deep into the games um and we'll talk about some of these bats um, when we get there. Tyler Molly, very good against righties. 275 Wobo, 107 ISO, 156.2 hit distance, 29% K rate. Really like using Tyler Molly when he's facing right-handed bats, right-handed teams. Um, that's just not the case here when he's facing this team. Um... So, yeah, it's going to be a pass for me on Molly. There's just too many lefties here. Grindal, Yelich, Usakis, Thames, um, for me to have interest in Molly. Uh, really like the Milwaukee lefties here. Like I said, this is really good hitting weather. Um, so I think that, you know, this is a spot you're certainly looking at these guys. Yelich, Mustakis, obviously top plays. Eric Dames profiles really well in this spot. Um, all these guys are priced up over there on DraftKings, as they should be. Um, you can still get Eric Thames for 2,800 over there on FanDuel. He's certainly a good cash game play on FanDuel at that price. Uh, really like that price for him. He should bat fifth, maybe sixth here. Um, they've moved Kane down in the lineup and Grendahl has been hitting leadoff. So, um, really like the spot for the Milwaukee team. And with, with Grandall hitting leadoff, um, it adds a little bit of upside to this lineup as well. So adds to his upside and it adds upside to the lineup. And this game being, you know, a Milwaukee-Cincinnati game. These games always are high-scoring. They're one of my favorite games to stack all the time. So um, I, I do like this spot a lot for the Milwaukee lefties. Um, and the same goes for the Cincinnati lefties. Um, don't know who we'll get after Hauser. Um, you know, the bullpen always concerns me. Freddie Peralta, I think, just pitched the other day. Um you know, he came in for Chassin um, on the 30th, which was just the other day. So it's probably not going to be him. Um, it's really tough to see who they're going to have um, come in. Like, we only expect Hauser to throw a couple innings here. So maybe he's a little bit more efficient. Um Maybe they let Jimmy Nelson um, come in in relief if the game's not like close. I know Nelson's been, or I guess he's was placed on the IL over the weekend. Um, so yeah, never mind on that. Um, I don't know who's going to come in for after Hauser. Maybe they they use a full on bullpen game, which is not ideal. But as far as the Cincinnati bats go, um, it's again, the lefties. Um, Schooner Jeanette came back. I think he's certainly in play. I hope Dietrich gets the start here. Um, don't know where they're going to necessarily put him if he does start. So I do like Dietrich if he plays. Scooter Jeanette. Um, Winker is another guy that I really like. Votto. I don't hate Votto in this spot, actually. Um, I don't think this is a bad Votto spot, but he is certainly not the guy that he used to be. This would be a great day for them to give Votto a day off and let Dietrich play first base, but Votto's average is starting to slowly climb up. Um, you know, he's still not hitting for a ton of power, but uh, he had a really good June. It was a really good June for him. It's a good ballpark, good matchup. Um, and he's still cheap. He's not as cheap as he was by any means, um, but he's still cheap enough that you can play him in this spot. Angels and Rangers. We are in Texas. We have no total on this one. 
Um, I think it's because Angels announced who they're going to start kind of later in the day. Um, but anyway, Jose Suarez um, against Mike Miner. No total, like I said. Jose Suarez is a lefty. He's facing the Texas Rangers. Um, has not been great in his brief appearances here. Has thrown at least five innings in two, three of his four starts. Um, has thrown 80-plus pitches in three of his four starts. Um, has scored at least 13 fantasy points in three of those four starts. Um, with that being said, you know, he's pitching three pitchers' ballparks in you know, Toronto, which is not that great of a pitcher's ballpark. So going into Texas with it's super hot, I think there's a lot of risk here involved around Suarez. Um, but his price should keep people off of him. I don't think a lot of people will pay 8500 for him today. And I think that that's kind of intriguing a little bit. Um, and just the fact that this team is really, really bad against left-handed pitching. They have a 27% strikeout rate against lefties this season. Like I said, they've really kind of struggle with lefties. You know, obviously they still have some power against lefties, but when we're looking at the Rangers, they're, you know, down towards the bottom 10 and a lot of statistical um, stats against left-handed pitching this season. They're still up there in hard contact. They still hit home runs. And obviously that's concerning for guys, you know, kind of struggle with home runs and command. Um, he's he's not a great play, but he is a slightly interesting just because of how many strikeouts are in this lineup. And, you know, when we look at the bats, we'll talk about that in here in just a second. Mike Miner, you know, Mike Miner is a guy that has pitched really well this season. Um, you know, nothing really bad to say about this type of season that Mike Miner has put together. Um, I'll be the first to say I, I certainly didn't expect it. I do like left-handed pitching against the Angels. Um, with Justin Upton being back, it hurts them a little bit, but I would expect um, like Otani to still be in there, and obviously that hurts them a little bit. If Calhoun's in there, Calhoun has some upside, but he doesn't, you know, he strikes out a little bit higher. So I actually don't really hate this spot for Miner, you know, if you want to, you know, get some exposure to him just because, like, he is a guy that he is averaging 28.8 fantasy points in two starts against the Angels. Um, he threw a game in L.A. and scored 17, and he dominated them in the first outing that – I don't know if that game was in L.A. or Texas, but he dominated him in that game, so – I have interest in Mike Miner um, on non-Mike Miner teams. I don't mind looking at Mike Trout. Don't mind looking at Justin Upton. But outside of that, like one of the reasons that I have interest in Miner is because I just I don't really love um, this spot for this team. Like I like the Angels a lot more against right-handed pitching this season than I have in the last few seasons. But they still are a team that I think you can potentially play some lefties against. Um, they don't strike out. That, that's the biggest thing. So, like, the upside for Miner is still kind of limited, but we just don't have a ton of options on a five-game slate. So, um, I don't hate it. Like I said, Upton Trout would be the two guys here. Like, Fletcher doesn't strike out, but he just doesn't have any power against lefties. Um, as far as the Texas bats, I really like Joey Gallo here. I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, and that hopefully scares some people off. But we've seen already that Suarez has kind of struggled with lefties. Um, he has a little bit of reverse splits um, so far. Very small sample, but um, Gallo is a guy with a 393 ISO against lefties. So he is certainly a guy that I like here. Um, outside of that, outside of just, you know, playing some playing a stack, like I, I don't mind Gallo as a one-off. I don't mind maybe Forsyth. Um, I don't mind Mazzara. 
you know, but uh, honestly, it's like I'm probably just going to stack um, against the young pitcher here um, in the good weather. Like, so yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of where I'm at. If I'm not playing him, like I don't mind stacking here. Uh, San Francisco at San Diego, standalone 10 o'clock game here while everybody is traveling. It's Jeff Samarja. It's Logan Allen. It's an eight total, and Allen's a 170 favorite. Jeff Samarja, the shark here. Shark has been okay against righties this season. Um, 307 Woba, 164 ISO, 20% K rate, um, low walk rate at 3.5%, uh, giving up 44% hard hits. Um, obviously, that's super concerning, but with this game being in San Diego, it's certainly helps the shark out a little bit here but i don't mind samarja i think he's going to be kind of popular here at 7200 um i don't mind playing yarbrough or al zole um instead to you know just get a couple extra bats in there but i, I do think sharks in play this game has the lowest total on the slate um in a good pitcher's ballpark so I don't mind some of these Padres bats, and we'll come back to that here in just a minute. Uh, Logan Allen, probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, you know, pitched really well against Milwaukee and then pitched decent against Baltimore. You know, he got hit up a little bit in that game. Um, so, obviously, like, he's a guy that I like. We, we talked about him, um, you know, in that game um, last week, and he's just a guy that he's shown us some really good – Stuff with this changeup. Um, his fastball is not super overpowering, but I think this is a spot that you know we can play him. You know, this team against left-handed pitching is the worst in baseball. They have the lowest WOBA, the lowest WRC plus. They strike out at twenty-four point three percent. They have the lowest ISO. Like they've only hit seventeen home runs um, in five or eight hundred and forty-four at bats against lefties this season. Very low. Um, their batting average is two eighteen, which is the lowest. So. Logan Allen is my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, and to be honest, it's really not that close. And I know he's like the second highest priced pitcher on the slate, but it's really not that close for me. Like he's, he's the guy here um, for me on this five game slate. I expect him to be pretty popular. Everybody can pull up and, and see that this is the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching. So I do expect him to be popular and I'm okay with that um, because I do think there's a, a couple different ways to go with your bats on the slate. So I've been having some fun with 20 entry maxes and like this might be a spot that I play like 17 teams or 16 teams with Allen and like four teams with Mike Miner to get my exposure to the top end pitchers on this smaller slate or like maybe leave one and go cheap cheap and just load up on a game stack of one of the Texas or Cincinnati games. But anyway, as far as the Giants bats go, I don't mind Tyler Austin as a one off. Um, you know, he's a guy that always can hit left handed pitching for power. So I don't mind him as a one-off, but outside of that, I just this team stinks. Um, I have zero interest in this team, and that's one of the reasons that I do like Allen a lot in this spot. As far as the bats here against Shark, I don't expect the Padres' bats to be popular whatsoever. Um, I do like Manny Machado here, like a, a guy that had started the season really, really slow. Machado has certainly come around. Um, you know, he has six home runs over the last ten games, and um, three home runs over the last two games. So. Machado, who we were like, why did they pay him all this money? He actually had an amazing June, hit 314 out of 11 home runs. So really like this spot for Manny Machado. Um, you know, you're going to obviously have to pay up for him. So, um, you know, obviously that's something. But 
Machado Reyes, uh, another guy that I like, 312 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. Um, Machado Reyes Renfro, I think that's a really interesting three-man. If, Ren if Renfro is in the lineup, um, he's a little sick and missed Sunday's game. So he missed Saturday's game too. So we'll have to see um, if he's feeling better here. But yeah, Reyes, Machado, I don't mind Tatis, but he's so expensive. It's really hard to get excited about paying 5700 for Tatis, but he has been hitting the ball really well. Um, always a guy that can run too. So, you know, I don't mind these righties here. And it'd be really interesting to see, you know, because I'm definitely going to have at least one stack here of this team. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what their ownership is with the standalone, you know, late game. They're not really that cheap. Um, so, Gonna be gonna be playing some of these bats just to be a little different. And even though this game is in San Diego, I just I like the power upside here. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here. Only five games today. Pretty pretty easy, short to the point podcast. Hopefully it's helpful. Um, always like to be helpful. Um, you know, obviously if my thoughts change, you know, you guys can always tweet at me. Um, I try to answer as many questions as I possibly can and be available as much as i can um i was stalling to load my page but yeah i will try to answer questions as much as i possibly can so under 8k to get six or more strikeouts um give me yarbrough on that one <coughs> i'm actually shocked that's the first time i've coughed but doing but dealing with a cough for the last few days and i hate it but i was actually shocked that's the first one um, it's probably going to start a string of them now, but yeah, I like Yarbrough for six or more K's under eight K, um, over eight K to bust. We only have three options up here. Minor Allen Suarez, uh, Suarez is the guy again. I don't mind playing him in tournaments on a five game slate. Cause he's going to have <coughs> told you I was going to start a trend. Sorry for coughing in the mic. I have my pen in my hand and i can't mute my mic fast enough um <laughs> oh i'm a hot mess today sorry guys and gals um all right so suarez I, like i said i don't mind him low ownership but um he's certainly the guy that i would be fading um out of those three um home run over 4k to hit a home run who is my home run today um, I really, honestly, I probably would pick Dietrich if I knew he was going to play, um, but I'm super concerned about him being in the lineup. So I'm not going to take him. I think Yelich is kind of cheating. I really like Yelich today. Um, you know what? I know this guy's expensive, and I'm probably going to play him more on FanDuel, but give me Eric Thames. I really like Eric Thames today. Profiles really well in this matchup. Um, under 4K to get two or more hits. Uh, give me Kyle Schwarber. He's just too cheap still. Um, I know we've been talking about him being cheap for a while now, but he's still too cheap. Um, don't mind Scooter Jeanette, too, at 3,900. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Like a lot of stacks today, but I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres to kind of knock off the end of the night um, and, and, you know, get us some late-night exposure. I think, honestly, both the teams in the Cincinnati game could go over six. Really like um, Texas to potentially go over six. And, um, yeah, I don't even hate the Cubs to maybe go over six. So I do think there's some teams that we, we could see a lot of scoring. I really do like that Cincinnati game. 
if I had to like pinpoint a game that I was really going to focus on, and I think a lot of people are going to focus on it. So that's why I said the Padres to be different. I like to be different. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got a full slate, a lot to talk about. Um, like I said, if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. We'll be back. We'll talk to you then. Crush tonight, and we'll see you then.